Welcome to Have You Heard the AABP Podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the Executive Director of AABP. And, and today we're going to do a podcast with our Vice Presidential Candidates uh, for AABP. Uh, the Vice Presidential Candidates uh, are Dr. Dave Saklocha and Dr. Fred Muller. And we're going to do a little Q&A with each of them here. Uh, and uh, at the end of this podcast, we'll talk about voting and, and uh, uh, when the ballot is uh, closing and when they, the uh, successful candidate will be seated. So our first guest is Dr. Dave Saklocha. Dave, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to our audience, please. Uh, well, thanks, Fred. My name is is uh, Dave Saklocha, and uh, that is spelled just the way it sounds. <laughs> I've spent uh, uh, I live in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, I've moved here in uh, just in 2019. Uh, before that, I was primarily involved in in feed yard consulting practice for uh, oh gosh, close to 24 years, I suppose. And then uh, uh, I went to uh, my my. During that time, my largest feed yard client asked me to come on staff. And of course, it was a cattle feeding operation. And we also had a, a 52,000 head uh, Holstein calf ranch that I helped to uh, uh, manage the health on and actually manage the calf ranch for a little while uh, as well. So, yeah, but currently I am now a technical services veterinarian for Merck Animal Health. I joined Merck Animal Health in, uh, in 2018. And uh, and through Merck, I also continue to work with feed yards and and occasionally uh, still work with some calf ranches. Great, and and uh, on behalf of the board, I want to thank uh, you uh, for putting your name forward for for the ballot. So thanks much, Dave. Uh, what has AABP membership meant to you, and how has being an AABP member impacted your career? Well. AABP, I think, means a lot to its members, and it means a lot to me. I mean, I mean the very basics start with, of course, continuing education. Um, I think AABP provides outstanding continuing ed for cattle veterinarians. And, and uh, while AABP does so much more for its members, uh, I think we have to stay focused on the primary reason we are all members of this great organization, which is, of course, continuing ed. But other outside of that, um, camaraderie um, as ABP members, um, there is a, there is an attitude of we're in we're all in this together, and we see this at at meetings on ABPL and even on social media. And like I said in my speech at the conference in October, um, we look back on on some of the things that that this organization has been able to do even back on uh, on on 911 um, the way everybody pitched in and still conducted a, a quality meeting uh, when speakers couldn't get there because all the airlines were shut down so that camaraderie and that that pitch in and 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 let's get this job done attitude I think that reverberates uh, across all all of our all the membership uh, we have to Remember, as veterinarians, we aren't competitors. We are colleagues. Uh, we help each other solve problems for the greater, the greater good of our clients, our patients, and our, our consumer. Um, another thing is that AABP has meant to me is, is uh, mentorship. Um, it, AABP has introduced me to several veterinarians whom I consider to be my mentors, 
and I can call on them at any time and get advice on cases, on on management, and pers- perspectives, and, and life in general. By the same token, I I have become uh, long enough in the tooth to have mentored a few veterinarians, some young and some not so young. But uh, I think we can all be mentored, uh, no matter our age and experience, if we are willing. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that I, I got more than I gave every time I was allowed the privilege of mentoring a, a colleague. It makes you think about why you do the things you do, especially uh, why you do things the way the way you do, especially if your mentee is, is willing to challenge you. I think it can be a great learning experience for everyone involved, no matter which position you're in, the mentor or the mentee. And I think another thing that uh, ABP has has meant to me is uh, uh, being able to hone my critical review skills. You know, we are so bombarded with science, uh, which on the whole is a good thing. But on the other hand, how do we have time to read all that scientific literature? So it's a challenge to stay on the cutting edge. If a scientific paper is presented at an ABP conference or on ABPL or in the bovine practitioner, uh, there's often uh, frank discussions on the validity of the paper, and uh, and we can learn so much from each other through these discussions. And we must be uh, willing to have those discussions, must be willing to have those frank discussions, not only for the advancement of science, but also to help each other be critical reviewers. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Dave. You know, what, what do you feel that AABP as an organization can do to further support its members and increase the recruitment and retention of cattle veterinarians? Well, Fred, I think uh, um, a good example is this, is we need to continue to go where they are. Um, uh, Again, a good example of this is, is the recent grad conference. I think that, that was a brilliant idea and it serves a purpose for which it was attended and, and, in, in fact, I think it's exceeded uh, the purpose for which it has intended. I've had the privilege of speaking at, at one of those conferences, and it was a great experience for me. Uh, you know, we need to keep in mind that recent grads need our support, and, uh, and many times they simply need tips and pointers on some of the things that uh, we, oh, I'm going to say more seasoned practitioners may consider old hat Um the beauty of this is that we are developing new leaders in the practice of bovine medicine through that conference, and these leaders are having an influence on AABP. I think we also need to understand that bovine medicine is is far more than a, just an occupation. It's a, it's a great way to raise a family. It's a great way of life, and that's why it concerns me so much that we're having, uh, you know, the professional dropout rate that and suicide rate that we're seeing. Uh, we need to be able to understand and understand depression and also recognize the warning signs of depression and suicide. Uh, we need to expand it beyond uh, veterinarians, uh, that, that recognition, that identification of those issues. And, we, and in doing that, I think we need to include veterinarians' families in this effort because they may struggle with, with recognizing the uh, – the warning signs and because we, again we have to keep in mind this this issue affects so many more people 
than just those with a DVM or VMD behind their names. Um, it's a, it's a horrible situation uh, for a family as well. Yes. And then finally, Dave, if, if you are elected as the next vice president of AABP, what are some of the top initiatives you want to take on as a leader? Well, I think at our, at our last conference, Fred, we, we made a really good start on openly talking about the suicide issue. Um, it's a, it's a tough subject to, to get comfortable in discussing. So again, I think we need to throw a little wider loop and include veterinary family members in that discussion. And so perhaps we can have sessions on recognizing mental illness that veterinarians and their spouses can attend. I think it would be uh, worthwhile to have uh, even similar opportunities at the recent grad conferences as well. And of course, my other passions, which I hope uh, everyone understands that's listening, that uh, include animal welfare and antimicrobial stewardship. That, that's kind of been a focus of my, of my practice career. And I'd like to continue to focus on those issues because as long as as long as cattle are raised for milk and protein, uh, these issues will continue to be in front of us. I believe these issues go hand in hand, animal welfare and, and antimicrobial stewardship. Um, a mentor of mine once made the comment that when we use antibiotics, it's an indication that our management practices have failed. And I certainly don't think that we can eliminate antibiotics because to me that in itself would be an animal welfare issue. But if we can develop the simple habit of asking ourselves every time we give an antibiotic to an animal, uh, just ask ourselves, what could I have done differently so I wouldn't have to administer this antibiotic? If we can ingrain that thought process, I think we can do a lot toward, uh, toward antimicrobial stewardship and animal welfare. But I've used that quote that the use of antibiotics is an indication that our management practices have failed in a lot of talks I've given over the years. And, and then uh, when, I, when I use that quote, I ask the audience, how, how many of you would agree with that statement? And typically, uh, very few hands would go up. So then I offer this, the, a second statement that says, if we managed our cattle better, we would use less antibiotics. And then, I'd ask, then I ask, how many would agree with that? And at that point, every hand in the room goes up. There really isn't much of a difference between the two statements, but uh, but I do think that uh, good animal welfare is a major part of good livestock management, and I'd like to continue to promote that relationship. Well, fantastic, Dave. I want to thank you uh, again for uh, committing yourself to volunteerism for ABP. Uh, and, and allowing us the pleasure of putting your name on the ballot, as well as your past service to the organization. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Fred. And it's, it's been an honor to, uh, to be nominated. It's been an honor to serve AABP. Our next guest is Dr. Fred Muller. Fred, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Well, hello. I'm Dr. Fred Muller. I work out of Sunnyside, Washington. I've been a private practitioner here for the past 20 plus years. Um, I was originally a, uh, or was a Washington State University graduate and then uh, practiced in Southern California for a few years before I returned back to Washington State and 
since 2000, I've been working as a private practitioner doing both dairy and beef cattle, uh, originally more dairy and over the years have shifted to more beef. And also uh, we operate a, a milk quality and forage laboratory called Egg Health Laboratories. And we started kind of a new entity called Scion Livestock Solutions, where we're trying to help clients uh, with animal health products and, and supplying a variety of their animal health and veterinary needs. Great. Um, so what has AABP membership meant to you and how do you feel it's impacted your career? So I think ABPs uh, impacted me in a couple of very significant ways. Um, the first being education. And when I started in practice, I pretty much every year uh, spent time in pre-conference seminars in the areas that were of interest to me and having access to those uh, leaders in those areas of specialty was key to helping me progress in my career and, and be a better practitioner for my clients. Uh, I, the second thing that was uh, has been a huge joy for me is some of my closest friends are my colleagues that I've met through at ABP over the years. And uh, it, it just seems to be a unique group that a lot of us click real well together and we we understand where each other's coming from and and what we deal with and i think the support and camaraderie that we've gained over the years has has been uh priceless so really have enjoyed it yeah and so what how do you feel fred what can aabp do to support its members and how can we increase recruitment and retention of cattle veterinarians in aabp so I think the the educational piece, the continuing ed, is still uh, a huge value for for young practitioners and and uh, a huge asset to to veterinarians that work in cattle practice. Um, I think there's a couple of things that we could both do to to benefit our our membership and also. Um, be of value and, and maybe retain members. And, and that revolves more around the, the lines of uh, helping practitioners in ways to be successful as a business, as a, as a um, business entity, as well as not only providing, you know, solid scientific information, but also helping them figure out how do I survive in a rural mixed practice or a, hmm. or a largely uh, bovine uh, predominant practice and and finding ways of getting that information out to young practitioners is uh, to me is one of the opportunities to recruit new young veterinarians is to to help them in those areas that maybe that are are weaknesses and they haven't had a lot of help in the past. Yes, very important. Thank you for that, Fred. And then finally. What initiatives do you want to take on if you're elected as the next vice president of AABP? Well, I think my areas of interest and what I would like to work on kind of goes back to the comments I just made. And that's that I've seen a lot change over the years uh, in, in the 
and what we have done as practitioners for our clients. Um, some of that we kind of saw coming and, and some of it maybe we didn't, but there's been uh, just changes in the services that we're providing now versus what our clients are, are getting done through either their own staff or other non-veterinarians. Um, there's been a huge amount of consolidation in the dairy industry in particular. And so there's, there's been quite a bit of change in the West in what we, what we're doing for clients. And, it, and, and similarly in the, the beef side of things and the mixed animal practices, um, I think we're struggling in that area as well to find new business models or uh, new ways of making our practices successful, not, not just uh, to get service to our clients, but also to, to be financially successful and, and allow us to practice in, in rural areas. And um, I just, I guess I've always been a little bit, um, I don't know if you call it progressive, but I've always tried to look at new ways of getting things done and, and just practically how do we do things different to, to do it better and to be more successful? And I, I think we uh, that's just an area that I think ABP needs to continue to work on uh, in, in order to make sure that we do have cattle veterinarians in those rural areas that can service our clientele and help with uh, things like VCPRs and prudent use of antimicrobials and as well as just helping those clients be successful themselves. Well, Fred, thank you so much uh, uh, for taking the time to introduce yourself to our members. I want to thank both Dr. Dave Sacloche and Dr. Fred Muller uh, for allowing their names to be on the ballot and accepting the nomination. Um, I want to encourage our members to go to aabp.org slash ballot, or you can click on the scrolling uh, page of Dr. Sakloche and Dr. Muller, uh, their picture, and, and click that to go directly to that ballot. We'll have a link in the, uh, in the podcast notes. Also on that ballot page, you can read uh, both candidates' biographies. You can also click uh, on the videos of their presentations from the Salt Lake City Conference. So there's lots of information out there about both of these outstanding candidates uh, for AABP vice president. Uh, the elected candidate will be seated uh, after the annual business lunch in Long Beach, California, September 24th, 2022. And remember, the ballot will close on December 30th at 5 p.m. Eastern. So uh, please cast your vote uh, for our next AABP leader. Thank you very much.